So this episode is brought to you by a company I really, really, really appreciate. I appreciate them for so many reasons. One is uh, I started doing business with them about nine years ago to make all our uh, t-shirts for the bands and trucker caps and hoodies and baseball t-shirts and all this kind of thing. And uh, they're called Inprint. And they are absolutely fantastic. And I've called places before in the past where I'm like, oh, I'm not sure what to say. Or somebody's condescending me, makes me, you know, uh, puts it in my face that I don't really know what I'm doing instead of helping out. Well, I've made at least over 30 orders and I never had a problem. And if anything, they always helped me and made my purchases better. And they also have great deals. Um, Inprint.com is their website. They do everything from, you know, screen printing with different types of ink, depending what you're looking for. They have these new techniques that they're using more in Europe than in North America right now, where it's, I think they call it a vegan ink, but it's better for the environment and it's super soft and cozy. So that's really cool. And they've gotten into embroidery as well. Boy, I have a hard time saying that. Embroidery. Damn, I'm going to have to practice that one. But uh, check them out. If ever you need to make merch for your band or your event or, you know, for a work party or whatever it is, just call them up. Go to inprint.com. Their contact is there. They have uh, they answer a lot of your questions right on their website, but feel free to call them up and they'll help you through the processes, especially if you're not used to doing this all the time. They're just fantastic. So, uh there it is. Check it out. Inprint.com for all your merch needs. All right. Let's get it on. Oh, came in no, no shit. Oh, Django's going to be a happy dog and we're rolling. And here we are. Already. Okay. Absolutely. That's how we do it. We're just <laughs> like, come have a seat. How are you okay. doing? It's been a while. It has a been a while. while. I see bags in your hand. Yeah, I brought a couple things. I, I, I always appreciate a couple of things. Okay. It's usually really good. <laughs> so first of all, you know, classic. But so so, I'm thinking we might talk about this. Oh, Scott Festival. And you yeah. probably want to keep one. So Absolutely. I got you a poster for this year. Nice. We'll get back to this towards the end. Absolutely. Perfect. Also got us, uh, well, you know, we both like uh, Van Cleek Hill. Oh, boy. Region, so I thought we could probably. This is Bose Beer. Lug Tread made in Van Cleek Hill, Ontario. Man, I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say that or not. Huh. Why not? I don't know. I guess I can't. I mean, I can do whatever the fuck I want, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, uh, I plan on the podcast to actually go do a tour over there with a couple of my buds. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah I can't wait. I want to, like, know a bit more about their process and how it works because, I mean, I, I know they're totally organic and absolutely fantastic. And uh, I'll get back to these. One weird thing, and I don't do this often, but... Right now, I'm not drinking for a couple of weeks. Oh, I'm until, sorry. No, I know. It's a little sad, right? <laughs> Especially when you love I it so much. I know. No, I, trust me. They're going to be drank. That's for sure. That's why I have a beer fridge behind you. Okay. <laughs> well, you mind if I have one while oh, we Oh, please talk? do. Okay, please which one do. you want to keep then? I like the lug treads a lot. Okay, so I I'll like, start with that. <laughs> I like that. I'll start with this one. How about we line them up and see how many we can get Val to drink? Oh, boy. I'm <laughs> driving back, so it's going to be two. Uh, yeah, there I you go. I also brought uh, Django a little treat. Oh, which he's going to have a new favorite person. Oh, my God. Look at his fit. He's so intensely it's got, into it's this. He's still got hair from the pig. But <laughs> my butcher uh, saves every part. And they make the dry ears and nose for oh, really? dog, as dog treats. Yeah. The nose, I can't even touch it. I can't believe I'm touching this. <laughs> but it's 
So, hey, if you're going to eat meat, I kind of feel you have a responsibility to I do know. as much as you can with the entire thing and get your hands dirty every once in a while. That I agree. It's all part of it, you know? So it's okay if I give it to him? Oh, yeah, look at him. I mean, he, he'll let I you know he's before. sitting there all pretty. Is this for you? <laughs> Bye, buddy. See you in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what I brought because yeah. I saw that Django was a big part of your podcast. So I'm like, well, I'm going to well, bring him a treat too. It's hard to not make him part of it because, I mean, you know, if I shut the door or something, he's just going to be banging on the door yeah, all night hey. and you'll be hearing it. <laughs> You know, I mean, he wants to be involved in all the action. I love him. Now, Val, Miss Valerie Denoyer. Yes. Um, I've known you now. I was thinking about this right before you came in. I think over 11 years. Oh, for now. sure. For sure, right? For I am sure. the worst with time. Me too. I was trying to think when's the first time we met. And I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's. It must be more like 15 years or so because really? we're getting old, bitch. <laughs> I don't know about that. But you know, trip the off, the pounds, stuff yeah. like so. Oh, wow, how that's long? True. How long is that ago? That's a the long pound? time ago. Yeah, yeah. The the pound, which was actually run by Mr. Alex Chavel, who mm -hmm. now owns Imprint, that I just finished speaking about, who is our first sponsor here on the show. Oh wow, yeah. that's great. I know, right? Well, you guys have been long time buddies. Absolutely, I love the guy. You know. You can always tell the people you really like because you keep them in your life, no matter how you go about it, but you always do. And that's how I feel about you. Right now, one of the reasons I'm having you on the podcast is, A, because we've known each other for obviously a long time now. And do I really know you? Probably not. Because where you meet most of your friends is always, you know, there's social media, but usually it's out being social and mm -hmm. in group environments. We've never True. actually sat down just head to head and talked a bit no and i was thinking know? we didn't even make a drive to a show somewhere or like long you know go yeah. out of town on a sitting in the van kind of thing so yeah, yeah you're right well that's what it is i mean when you get people that are so busy all the time doing projects and you know because that's how they want to fill in the gaps of their life or whatever it is people like us you keep busy so it's hard to do things i mean getting to know you i like i said we will we'll say 15 years we've known each other you run a festival Yes. And I'm not going to say which one just yet. Okay. All right. Uh, although most people already know. But running a festival, now being a musician, it takes people like you that dedicate so much hard work and so much time into this type of thing because without people like you, nothing's going on. When I think of all the festivals all over the world, you know, no, regardless of the size, you know what I mean? Like I, I've played DIY little underground fests that hold 30 or 40 people and have had a blast and I appreciate what all the work that goes into that as well as I've played festivals with multiple thousands of people oh Django's <laughs> loving that pig ear uh, get on it buddy <laughs> you know uh, whether it's huge festivals you know my whole point is that regardless of the size there's still tons of work involved and today I'm really curious about a lot of things I kind of prepared myself which I never do oh no and I didn't prepare myself oh well there's no getting prepared for me but <laughs> honestly basically when I say prepared myself I, I came up with two questions okay. that's about as prepared as I get <laughs> you know because I don't like to overly prepare things because I you know if I set something in stone before doing something well I'm just gonna do that whereas a lot of the magic happens in from the, yeah. you know wherever the journey takes us um but yeah, music scenes in general, I don't know if musicians really realize to what extent, you know, the things that you do and people like that you do, just how important it is. I mean, if, if, there, if people that weren't actually musicians didn't make festivals, there would be none of these great famous events all the way from Woodstock to Lollapalooza mm -hmm. to 
festivals in city, whether they're national or, you know, really small in small towns out in the country or in a cornfield somewhere, which we've played a bunch of those as well, you know? And it, it just, it, sometimes I wonder in the, the little voice in my head, what is it that knowing that there's a chance of losing money, knowing that there's a chance of having great times as much as frustrations, whether it's on a business level, a social level even, or no matter what it is, or organizational level, um, what is it that motivates someone to keep doing it? You've done, you're on year 11 now of the Montreal Ska Fest. Which I, I don't never thought we'd get there. Right? I never and thought we'd get 11 there. 11 times in a row, you yeah. banged your head against a wall. Yes, exactly. <laughs> What get, you know keeps you going? Well, what, it's what easy because I know what it takes to be a musician. Mm -hmm. And that's the only reason why I do this is because it takes so much sacrifices to go on tour, lose your job or your girlfriend or your apartment or your roommate or, you know, all these mm -hmm. things. Because you gotta, if you're in a band, you got to tour, you got to play. And even not touring, what it takes to like rehearse, like pay for your rehearsal space, like even get a record together, yeah. you know, like... To, The whole process of which I'm not super familiar with, but like mm -hmm. all these steps, all this time, all that money you gotta, and all that that you gotta do for yourself to push yourself before somebody even goes, hey, that band is cool. Yeah. Well, I know how much hard work that is. And I'm such a fan. That's mm. the only reason I'm putting on this festival because I'm a fan. I wish somebody else would do it, you yeah, know? Yeah. I wish I could just buy a ticket and go. That's what I've been saying since the beginning, but mm -hmm. nobody's doing a thing like that. Yeah. You know, there's festivals where money is to be made, then people are already doing that. And mm -hmm. there's nothing like for this level of like, okay, well, we're not uh, selling gold records or we're not like <laughs> traveling by tour bus or planes or like, and even tour bus doesn't mean you're making a, a ton of no, money. Absolutely not. Everything's a deduction in this world. And yeah. you're one of the uh, promo first promoters I ever hear that talks about all the sacrifices that the musicians make and all the extra costs or hidden costs or time involved. Yeah. It's rare that you hear that from well, a promoter. That's that's why I do this. That's the only reason I do this because mm -hmm. I'm a fan. So I want to like, how can I support bands rather than just buying a t-shirt or, you know, going to a show, obviously, paying at the door, going to see a show. And mm -hmm. I feel I'm super privileged to not only be able to see that much music, good music, but know that many people who do that. And it takes, like we said, sacrifices, but dedication and also, you know, like putting yourself out there, mm -hmm. you know, uh, allowing yourself to be vulnerable in front of others, giving a piece <laughs> of yourself. Absolutely. So I admire that, you know, yeah. I can't do that. I wish I could do something like that. So Did I you ever play a musical instrument? I uh, wish we didn't go there. Oh, right? well, we have to go there. That's uh, what it's all about, right? Well, I'm technically... Uh, Classically trained piano players. I did all my years. I You're did, a classically like, trained pianist? I had to. <laughs> you had to. Eh? I had to. <laughs> yeah. So, I had no idea. Yeah, I know. But See, I don't this is people. why I wanted you here. Yeah. Do you well, still play a lot? I play by myself only. Really? I don't play in front of anybody, even not my boyfriend. I don't play in front of anybody. Like, no. I have this dream, though, that one day mm -hmm. I'll be wearing a long dress and I'll play piano in like a chic restaurant where nobody knows who you are. Just like, you know, a little jazz or something. Well, I can tell you that I'll be there. Probably outside because I won't be able to afford to get in. But I'll be outside <laughs> <laughs> listening. Well, I won't tell you if it happens. <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've played piano all my life. Wow. I started like at three and I did like the Conservatoire de Musique. I did the Cégep Saint-Laurent in music, University du Québec. Really? And I did like 11 years of... So that I could go to university mm -hmm. for it. But, you know, that's not the path I've chosen. But yeah. Yeah, so I love music. I love playing music. I tried 
I've been trying to play guitar for like 20 years now, <laughs> which just do doesn't work. Sometimes for me. it's just physical muscles. You know, yeah, it's a muscle thing. Sometimes, I mean, you obviously know what the notes are. You know, yeah, <laughs> I got a pretty good ear too. Yeah. And uh, in high school, I had a band. You know, like mm -hmm. you know, for friends and stuff. And I was playing bass. Bass was my instrument. Oh, I wow. still have it. Right on. <laughs> and yeah, that's cool. But you know, that I never had the guts to go further with mm -hmm. that or the. I don't know the you know the passion or the it's it's stuff. I wanted to be a technician, really? like really like. And my parents were like, okay, but do something else too, just in case it doesn't work. You know, right. like like oh, yeah. I want to you know. But so I never got to go to school for that, and I found my way. You know, I really mm -hmm. like what I'm doing now. I work with kids, and you know, we both do yeah, a little yeah. bit of working with well, trouble. You you, you, know? you work uh, with uh, children who have grown up in horrible conditions mm -hmm. and uh, who need help. Yeah, and uh, that's a whole other subject and a whole other deal, which we might get to at some oh, point. Oh, we don't have to. But uh, you know, it just kind of you know shows what a beautiful human being you are. Oh, but it you. also shows your the passionate side of you. I mean, when you're talking about, you know, you took classically trained lessons, all right. When you talk about dedicating your 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 career to a job where you could make more money elsewhere, oh, but yeah. you decide that you this is what you want to do. And the passion to continue with, a, you know, a festival, running a festival for 11 years, you know. So you, I can truly attest, are a passionate person. That I agree <laughs> with, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With the piano, like, when you say you still play every once in a while, okay, like, are we talking once a week, once a day? Well, sadly, I had to get rid of my piano uh, when my daughter was born, which is a year ago. So a mm -hmm. couple months before, I have just a second bedroom at home, So, right. which was a music room. I had it, like, soundproof and everything, mm -hmm. and I wanted to play more. But I My had neighbors to... would like our house soundproof, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, well, I live in a condo, so, you know, they're closer. But, yeah, so I, I was playing a lot when I had my piano, but mm -hmm. now that it's a bedroom... Uh, child yeah. bedroom the piano unfortunately i'm fortunate enough that my mom took it at her place okay so it's not in a storage so it's somewhere. still in the family it's in within reaching distance so. yeah yeah but you know you know how it is busy and all that so i don't go there to play piano <laughs> you know it's funny i hear a lot of people say that you know how it is you get busy and stuff mm -hmm. i understand it but i can't relate to it you no. know why because you take the time. Because I've been busy my whole goddamn life. And you know what? I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. And uh, I understand certain sacrifices and choices that need to be made, though. I mean, you brought a wonderful human being into the world. How old is your human being now? Just one yesterday, actually. Oh, my God. Time flies. <laughs> yeah, right? So basically, tonight you're on vacation hanging out with me? Tonight's a little weird. That I feel like I left like my purse in the car. Or, like <laughs> I feel it's so rare that I'm by myself. Yeah. So. Well, crack open a beer, then. Yeah, Enjoy will. some mummy time. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would be doing. Yeah. Oh, mama. <laughs> is it okay, though? Oh, it's great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, but what it is is like, you know, when you're on the road, and we're, we party pretty excessively all the time. And uh, every once in a while, you know, the members of my band will uh, kind of put our heads together. And maybe, maybe it'll be all of us. Maybe a few of us say, oh, to the time to put the check on for a second, you know, and just, uh, you know, set a period of time. And basically my birthday is October 19th. And uh, so I'm going to go just to there and, you know, take a little break and just, you know, focus on some other aspects of my life. But that's good. It gives your buddy a break, too. Absolutely. You know? But cheers. But cheers. Absolutely. Hey, this is me. your night. Enjoy. Yeah. Mom's out on the town tonight. Mm. Oh, that's good. <laughs> what kind of beer are you drinking? Well, right now I got the Good Time IPA. Okay. Which is one of my favorite. It's very tasty and it's not that strong. I'm not the huge fan of IPA, but I can appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. And this one's 4%. So it's not... 
Yeah, so you won't get overly loopy quick here. No, and the Ken design is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a, you know, I'm a big fan. When I say I'm a fan, I'm a fan of a lot of things, and I'm a big <laughs> fan of bows. And you know, it's I love Van Cleekiel too. You yeah, know, I love. Well, I grew up in that town. I Absolutely. know, I know. Absolutely. My boyfriend's trying to make us move there. <laughs> Everybody's migrating to this small town. Yeah, I it's know, crazy. Right? I, there's been a lot of talk around uh, my life as well about you know houses going up for sale and stuff uh, over there. But I mean, Bose. Ba basically, what the story of Vankley Kill in a nutshell is: it's a one traffic light town uh, comprised of uh, a farming community, um, professionals that come from the city but prefer living in the country, and uh, locals that live and kind of run the town, and. Um, you get this crazy mix of uh, a lot of artists and art-loving people also migrated there. So it's this wild, crazy mix. A small town. It's right on the border of Ontario and Quebec. So it's completely bilingual. Mm -hmm. And um, in this town, it, at one point, there was no y business really employing younger people uh, going on. So the population was getting older and older. And then Bose opened up and hired a whole bunch of younger people, which kind of brought people back to this town. I wouldn't want to say gave it a second life because it does did have a life already, but it brought in a, a, a youth movement because they don't have um, any colleges or universities nearby. So everybody, once they graduate from high school, had to move away if they continued their education or they uh, continued the family businesses. Yeah. So there was nobody over the age of 20 let's say in that town but Bose brought it all back and now more and more people are, are moving there and it's a it's a wonderful thing you know I'm a great fan of uh, what country living can bring to a person right. on so many levels including I, I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day actually his name's Stu one of my best friends and there's this phenomenon about great bands coming from small towns and we basically boiled it down to that in small towns you have room to stretch out try things, make noise, mm -hmm. you know, and know everybody and get the support you, you, you need. And I, I think there's a lot of time on people's hands, especially when they're, you know, uh, going through high school or these types of things where they were just able to jam out and hang out in, around the concept of being in a band. And so it, it, it you know, it, I've, I truly believe there's so many small town bands that kind of migrated to cities to you know, bounce mm -hmm. on further yeah. type thing. But it, it, it's wonderful. Hey, if ever you move out there, that'd be a beautiful thing. I love it. And it's only an hour from Ottawa and an hour from Montreal. Yes, so you can work great... two towns at once. I know. Yeah, I like it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Did you ever live in the country at all? No, I never. No? no. You but think you're we... ready for it? Well, we talk about it. I love the city too. Yeah. So it's I'm really half-half. Like we're mm -hmm. talking about moving because obviously now, like you said, we have a daughter yeah. and we have a dog, which is about the size of Django. So it, mm -hmm. it'd be nice for him to play outside and me just open the door for him to go. Like in a condo, I got to like go down like right, and right. take him to the dog park or walk him, which mm -hmm. I, I would do anyway. But it gives you a lot of stuff that you can't have. And Absolutely. it's not just like, oh... On the weekend, I'll go to the park. No, it's like you have trees, you have grass, you have pool, you have, you know. Yeah. If ever I lived in the country again in my life, I would definitely need an apartment or a room in the city as oh, well. Yeah. You know, yeah. kind of like a crash pad, uh, you know, because you spend years building up whatever it is that you build up in a city. And uh, sometimes moving the country far away, it's like not ready to let it all go. Yeah. But I want, you know. But you want both. You absolutely. Know? Absolutely. So we'll see where this takes me. But having a fire, you know. At, mm hmm on nights like tonight, you know, it doesn't have yeah. to be a camping or special night or... Yeah, just yeah. everyday life. A lot of work, though. 
That's what a lot of people don't realize. It's I know, a lot of work. Because your your time, you spend it like mowing the lawn or cutting the, or, you know. I mow the lawn here. It takes me about half an hour, 40 minutes. I oh, remember yeah. when it's like, you know, as a teenager growing up in the country, it'd be like, okay, uh, you got to mow the lawn. And then you're like, okay, well, that means I have to put a day aside. <laughs> you know, it would literally take me three, four or five hours to mow wow. the lawn. It was huge, you know, yeah. or shovel the laneway. Yeah, oh, go boy. shovel the laneway. Well, put aside the right amount of time for that or hire somebody to come do it. Yeah. You know? yeah. But it, it's a it's a whole different thing. And, uh, you know, when dealing with nature when you live in, in the country. Uh, like I remember, uh, what was the year that they had the ice storm? Oh, boy. Um, 1996, 90s. 95. 90-ish. Uh, there was a famous uh, ice storm. And in the city, it was really hard. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, roads were closed and stuff like this. And it took a long time to get power back to the people and, you know, uh, clear up basically uh, the roads. And you couldn't even walk on a sidewalk. It was just pure ice everywhere. But what they don't realize that in the country, that period of time was three months. You know what I mean? Because you prioritize where the population is first. Of course, there's more people. Like, when you live in the country, you kind of have to know a lot. You have to be a jack of all trades as well. You know, um, you have to be able to fix things or, or whatever it is, being able to close it up for the winter. It's, mm-hmm. it's a real thing, man. I, when I was a kid, I literally had to ski from the house to the school bus to go to school. Wow. And that was a half kilometer long. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, yeah, yeah. So that's a real thing. So you got to, th- you know, you got to be sure of your move because yeah. a lot of that comes in with it. And too. you put your ski on your back and you get in the bus? Well, I, I left the skis on the side of the road oh, and then I'd so take them there. back, uh-huh. you know, and, and ski home after. But you know what's crazy? You know, in the winter, in midwinter, the, it gets dark so early, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, if you're seven years old skiing by yourself when the sun goes down, you know what else happens out in the country, right? Oh. Coyotes. Jesus. So you would hear them fucking off in the distance or in the like, forest behind you. I was terrified. Of course. I was terrified all the time. You know, I'd, I'd like, you know, ski as fast as I could. I don't know what the hell's behind me. There's no lights anywhere. Oh, boy. And I would do this, you know, as six, seven, eight years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember it. I remember it like being fun in the summer or or in springtime because you'd walk by the trees when the, all the sap would be running. Mm-hmm. We had maple trees lined uh, along the laneway. Oh, nice. You know, and I used to always drink the, drink the sap straight from the cans. Oh, wow. No, uh, we probably could have made a lot more maple syrup if I didn't do that every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So all that to say, Val, like your passion and being able to continue all these things and have all these life projects and put everything you have into them. And I mean, I know by experience that you do because... You, when you host the Montreal Ska Festival, and when you host it, we show up, there's goodie bags, everything's mm-hmm. clear, everything's simple, uh, you take care of your people, try to make sure nobody's stressing about a- anything, and you've never seen that stress doing it. Well, I guess I, I hide it well. Right? <laughs> no, but you know, I've, with the years also, like I know not everything that can go wrong, but mm-hmm. I, you know, you... What's the saying? You prepare, you expect the worst and you prepare for the best or yeah, something yeah. like that. So basically, I'm like, I expect to have a good time. We're going to get fucked up. <laughs> yeah. But the nights go by so fast. So, oh, like, my it. priority is for the bands to be cared for. Mm-hmm. Like, I want them to be cared for. I want them to have everything they want. And if they're happy, they perform happy. So people are happy. So it's a whole circle of happiness, basically, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, if every city or town, had people like you making festivals or you know and being able to to hold them together it would just be incredible and probably revive a lot of the the music scene because there are some amazing people that uh, have been doing it for a long time um when you first started i mean 
I know just from running a band and all the little side jobs that you have to do. It's like, for instance, you, you grow up as a teenager, you want to play a guitar and say, I'm going to play rock and roll, you know, but you don't realize that you're going to be a t-shirt salesman. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's basically uh, what it comes down to. Um, year one, Scoffest is coming. You're like, I want to do this. First of all, where did you get the idea of doing it? Well, I was involved. I was volunteering for uh, an organization called Punk Me Up. Mm -hmm. You I probably, them. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure Tripdy off played yeah. for uh, that. That it was like a punk zine, but organizing shows and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I was doing my little my little section was en salle cette semaine. So I was like suggesting shows for people and blah blah blah. So this thing was focusing on the whole local scene. So ska, metal, punk, whatever. More mm -hmm. more punk than anything. Yeah. And I feel a lot of people were focusing on punk. You know, there's festivals, there's other promoters, there's like there was nothing for ska specifically. Okay. And I hated ska back <laughs> in the days. But it grew on me and yeah. I liked it and like I'm like, well th we should push that because Victoria has a ska festival. Victoria mm -hmm. is a small town in BC. Absolutely. They have a ska festival. Or a Big down. shout out to Dane who runs the Victoria Scott yeah. Festival. Yeah, he's a beautiful human. Yeah, and, and he's my inspiration because I mean, if Victoria has such a great, you, you guys play there. It's a mm -hmm. wonderful event. It's like okay, we don't have the the sun and the water and like this is the perfect setting. You know, it's wonderful over there in the harbor. Yeah. But we have Stomp Records here, which mm -hmm. is like the greatest ska record company. Absolutely. And yet we don't have a ska festival. Hey guys. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, Ottawa had a little small scuff yep, festival. That's right. So I was like, oh, wow, that, that's going back a while. Yeah. What's yeah. happening with Montreal? Why is nobody? So I was waiting and nobody was doing it. So I'm like, well, we're going to do it, you know? Montreal was waiting for you. Well, I don't know, <laughs> but I, I, I was sick of waiting. So, yeah. you know, let's get it done. And, you know, I was putting on shows with Punk Me Up, helping here and there, like mm -hmm. doing doors, selling t shirts, not, not doing any of the paperwork. That so. was your first experience, like working a show, I imagine, right? Yeah, uh, well, you know, as a teenager, I put on a show oh, yeah? to like st start being a promoter, like at Lex, you know, a uh -huh. small yeah, yeah. show, but a, a real like thing, legit, like, you know, in the books and with the government and the papers and the stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was the first time. And everybody told me there's no there's no room for that. Like nobody's going to go two years. See, like you're going to wow. run out of bands and you're not this is not. Yeah, don't, a bunch don't go of negative there. Nancy's now like <laughs> laughing. Well, around. you know, I'm not gonna say it's successful, but it's a hey, a really Val, good event, you know. It's successful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's been rolling for eleven years and it's always packed and everybody's having a great time. That's successful. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it is. But that's also the compromise we did, you know. Like we were doing it at Club Soda the first few mm -hmm. years and uh, you were a big supporter from mm -hmm. the beginning, you know, and I remember us doing the interview in front of Club Soda, remember? And the, That's the, right. Like the walls were shaking and we were like <laughs> So Club Soda was half full like when mm -hmm. we did the scoffers there. So I mean that's not what I want. I want a packed room that, you know, people can't get in. So I'd yeah. rather sell out then have like a bigger room with less people because not as fun as having a smaller venue yeah. where people are playing and you're like well absolutely ska is all about getting cozy with each other right <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <coughs> and but th there's multiple venues now right mm. either i mean they, they hold what about 350 400 people something like that Downstairs, I think it's more like, uh, yeah, about because 300. Because they, they, they expanded it, right? So it's a bit bigger now. Yeah, so about 300 downstairs and mm. upstairs, I think it's 550 yeah. or something like that. Cool. So sometimes, some years we do upstairs, but, mm -hmm. you know, most years we do downstairs. So that's one of the venue. And yeah. we partner with uh, Ye Old Orchard because nice. 
Irish pubs in the house. Well, this is where we spend our time anyway. So that place being kind of a headquarter for us, we Mm -hmm. like just made sense. And all our friends were working there and like all the stuff, you know, we always ended up there anyway. So why not do it there? So that's another venue we're working with. And this year there's a new venue I've never been to, never worked with. What's it called? It's called the Diving Bell Social Club. Diving Bell Social Club? Yeah. Where's this? Uh, It's on Saint Laurent. It's across the street. From Schwartz, about it's like mm, upstairs champs on the meat. third floor. Really, champs like over champs. Okay, and what's going yeah. on there? Uh, we're gonna have the um, movie movie premiere. We're gonna oh, have right, um, a punk me up. A pi- I, I a mean, sorry, pi- pick it up, pick Sky it up. in the nineties. Close enough. Yeah, close Sky enough. in the nineties, and it's uh, Tim Armstrong that's narrating in that. Exactly. I yeah, I, I'm really actually interested in seeing that. I that's can't wait to see it. I haven't yeah. seen it myself. It's a premiere, right? It's a premiere, and it's yeah. the only one in Montreal. It's the only Like, I've seen it happen everywhere around the world, and mm-hmm. I was like, we don't have it that. Actually, it's my boyfriend's idea, so I'm not going to take the credit for it. <laughs> Tyler's like, you should do that. And he also found Give that venue. <laughs> he found that venue, which okay. I never heard of, because I want to keep in the neighborhood, you know? Absolutely. Saint Laurent, like people walk. See, there. I love it when when there's a festival on and people are walking from the different venues in, involved in the festival. It, it just makes it so much more. Fun, yeah, you know? yeah, that's what you want to do. Yeah, you know? and I don't want people driving if they took a couple drinks mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that venue is going to be really interesting. They're super nice as of right now, and they're yeah. easy to work with, and they're very community oriented. So they want to support stuff like us, and so it's going to be great. I'm really yeah. looking forward to that. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and um. Okay, this is like number 11. I want to get back to number one. Yeah. All right? So here it is. The day's approaching. Oh you, 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 you've managed to book the bands. You booked the bands on your own? Um, the the first, first year? year, I started this this big project with my friend Kat. Yeah. You know, people are going to remember. Hi, Kat. Kat and Val. Val yep. and Kat. You know, Absolutely. we were always together. And she was one of the founder of She's a wonderful person. Yeah, I wish I could see her more, but now she lives in Toronto. Right, right, right. So we started together, and she was booking bands for Punk Me Up and stuff. So okay. I'm pretty sure she's the one who booked band the, f- the first, first year. year yeah. We even hired Matt, Matt uh, from Matt, Stomp Matt to from Stomp help Records, me book. Yeah. I, not, I don't think it was the first year. Maybe it was the second year because, mm-hmm. I mean, people get an email from me. Who's this person? Like, right. You know, we're going to charge her $20,000, <laughs> you know. But so uh-huh. Matt was there to help us, like, well, first of all, get get in you know yeah. and get known a bit then so he helped us with that uh i think it was one year yeah. and uh cat went on to other adventures and journeys and mm-hmm. so i was left with this festival that i was like well i want to keep that going and you know so i got to get on it you know yeah. i was doing more the paperwork behind but had to and bands intimidate me you know i'm shy <laughs> i don't want to have like to oh, come talk to them or like you know so but mm-hmm. you know i had to and What's the other saying? You're better not better served by yourself or something like that. So. You have all these sayings, and I can never remember that shit. I always get the mask backwards. <laughs> Did you like that? Did you like your treat? Is it oh, gone? he's a happy dog. Yeah. All right, he's a lover boy. You're good yeah, looking. Absolutely. Django always steals the show. Everybody's like, oh, at, at what point in your podcast does Django come in? I'm like, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I bought you a treat. <laughs> That's I knew right. You like it, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Now, so the first one. What were your major like stumbling blocks in putting together? Because uh, after this, I, I want to kind of like 
see what advice you would give somebody else or encouragement for somebody else to start a festival? Oh, good question. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd say like my... Like, what was hard at the first that you didn't realize that, oh, boy, this is going to be a problem? What was hard was upfronting the money. Okay. It's great to sell tickets, mm-hmm. but the money comes in what? You know, with, like, Ticketmaster and stuff or whatever. It comes. It doesn't come the night of the show, but you need to pay the bands the night of the show. Right. So I, I think Kat's mom took out of our mortgage or her savings or something to be able to lend us money. Oh, Lorraine helped us a great deal. She Lorraine gave us, Muller. Yeah, she yeah. gave us her first loan. Hi, Lorraine. Hey, Lolo. Because she was a true believer, and she's the one who really pushed us to, like, mentor us a bit, you know, mm-hmm. say, like, well, you can't start small. You got to start big, like Club Soda. I'm like, I can't do Club Soda. Like, yeah, you can. Let's let's go. Do. So, you know, stuff like that's expensive, yeah, yeah. too. So it's all... Money was the biggest challenge. Money's yeah. still a challenge, but now we have... Um, advance on cash with the bank mm-hmm. you know so it's not not more cash but we get cash that we can upfront so we can pay the bands and then like, right. two weeks later cash comes in whether we make it or not but at least bands have been paid and like so that was a huge challenge yeah. the first few years because the bank's not going to give you money yeah. the first year like so the that. hardest part about it was the finances finances was the biggest rock mm-hmm. the, f- the first the year hurdle, yeah and uh, i'd say also all the paperwork mm-hmm. All the paperwork with the government. What what type of, like, paperwork for what? Oh, well, paperwork for CRA or Revenu Québec. Okay, yeah. Because you got to declare what you're doing mm-hmm. for one one thing. And if you have bands that are not from Canada, well, all the paperwork for the border crossing. Now things are a little simpler. Yeah. But for American bands coming here. American or, oh, yeah, yeah, for us, no, it's not. Right. It's harder, I had to I had to slip that oh, in yeah, there because sure. we're going through it right now. Oh, yeah, no, it's not easy. It's not easy, but... The government doesn't make it easy for these things anyway. Like right. you, you kind of gotta dig and find. Oh, I got the information. You call them and oh, that's not that's not quite right. Like this is what it is. Most and like oh, so that was like a really. <laughs> I like your reaction. Just like ah, oh, I can I can see that you just went to that feeling you had in that oh, moment. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, and you know nobody's there to teach you that. Like right. Uh, Tax, you know, you got to withhold tax for non-resident okay. and apply for them to be exempted. And if they are, well, they get that money back, but they got to go get it. It's so complicated. Mm-hmm. So all this, these little, which we had no idea what we were getting into in the beginning because yeah. how can you know these things, you know? Hard enough to do your own tax, you know. For sure. File your own taxes. <laughs> well, I, I figure, <laughs> good one there, Django. Um, I figure the uh, learning curve, like it, Every year, probably you learn something new and all all this type of thing. So basically, if you broke it down though into like general uh, categories, okay, you have the finances that you need. What else? What else do you, do you need to get that like to that first festival? Because if somebody's listening here that has an idea, like, hey, I want to start a festival. What are the big lines? Like, yeah, you know, booking bands. Well, set your dates, set a venue, mm-hmm. uh, then make offers, send offers, yeah. try to s- confirm a couple bands, mm-hmm. and then contracts. Yeah. Um, I guess venues as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Venues have contracts. You need mm-hmm. insurance in most venues, too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah which is a hard thing to get because people think When Scott did rock and roll punk. grow up? Well, I think it's stuff that's there, but people just don't know. But it's there, you know. And if you don't get it and you have problems, Mm -hmm. then yeah. So we never had problems, but we always had insurance, you know. Right. That one time you get something going wrong, you don't want to be without. Dango, you're showing off again there, buddy. (laughs) Dinosaur, You're good looking. looking There's a love story going on over here. (laughs) 
All right, so, so you got the venues, you have the insurance, you're doing the paperwork for the visas for out-of-town bands, uh, you, you book the bands. What, what else comes into play here? Promotion is a yeah. big part of it. Promotion is hard. Mm -hmm. Promotion uh, costs money, too, like printing posters, designing posters, um, buying ads, or and, you know, you, you mentioned that on your podcast a couple of weeks ago, like putting posters up yeah. in town, you know, you... <laughs> It's illegal. A lot of people don't know that, and you can get fined for it. So if you, oh yeah, man, it, it's, it's like, fun as hell. <laughs> Mon Montreal is like this little, and if you, and you know, I have no money for fine because mm -hmm. I can't pay bands enough, so yeah. I can't like so this. Well, this, see, there's one rule: you either have to have money for a fine or really good running legs. Yeah, but your name is on the poster, right? So they well, send they, it to you. That's why they don't necessarily know it's you putting up the poster, though. No, but we got fined for somebody else putting out posters. We didn't even yeah, know Yeah, that's about. a good point. There you go, hitting me uh, with reality again. Well, yeah, well, we got scared. There's one year we even got a, a guy uh, threatening a lawsuit because we stole his design. What? We're like, how does... In, I don't Do know, you want to name names? I don't even know what country. I don't remember his name. I don't know what country, <laughs> but somewhere in Europe, he was like, this is my design. And there was a resemblance with his... But I mean... I'm getting sued here. I'm just trying to put up a festival. Yeah, wanna... and you probably didn't even know who the hell this was. You I know? didn't understand. <laughs> so anyway, this thing went away by itself. Yeah. But these are things you gotta well, see, expect. That's you know? one of the things when you're in 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 well, probably any business. But let, let let's bring it to the music business. Is like you learn really quick yep. who's a fucking total douche, dick, you know, and who's an awesome person you want to keep doing things with. Yep. And that's why I'm so happy to say that. I had the chance with my band came in the 45s to play the first ever ska fest on the first night ever and here we and we headlined the first night ever and here we are 11 uh, years later yeah. headlining the big night the the, the big yeah. night at ska fest yeah. this year yeah. it's like I I don't do that with people I don't like no and I do don't don't do that with people I don't <laughs> like either and you know musicians can be very unreliable but See, I, you, I, know? I, you know when I said I had two questions <laughs> who were, were, first of all, some of the best bands and musicians that you got to uh, work with throughout this whole journey so far? And oh, who's hard. the biggest douche? Who was the hardest to, to, to work with? We don't have to go there, but I highly encourage it, and you should have a big sip of beer yeah. before you answer that question. <laughs> well, I'll answer your first question. It's going to be hard because I don't want to forget people, but I yeah, I already I named Lorraine. Mm -hmm. it, uh, um, I knew who she was before doing the Scoffest and all that, but when we asked her for help... I was highly intimidated, but she was such a big heart, mm -hmm. helping, like, hands open, like, just, like, telling us, like, what to expect or what, like, and guiding us through, like, her experience, like, this is what, for her, was, like, uh, successful, not successful, good ideas, bad ideas, or, like, and she always pushed us, supported us, it's, like, in the best way, so, yeah. Lorraine was, like, uh, and, you know, we're good friends now, but she was, from the beginning and still today, you know, is she's been a jewel for the festival yeah. and the first year a uh, bucket from the toasters yeah. uh, was also a big like a big help you know like he was like i'll help you i'll give you tips i'll give you hints um you can come to me with questions you know should i give that much money to a band or like right, you know right. i know nothing about how much a band is worth and a band is worth a certain amount one year, not necessarily the same amount a couple years later. Isn't that such a weird concept? Maybe. And depends which city they're playing into, and have they they got a new record out? Or have mm -hmm. they kept like maintaining that scene or not at all? You know, yeah. it's like 
So that was a so bucket definitely helped us yeah, a great cool, deal in cool. there. And you know, obviously people at Stump were helpful too. Were there any bands that you brought in that you didn't know before working with them that you brought in then then you know that you got into through the process or, or that yeah, you, you really there's a enjoyed? couple. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember it's like I'm gonna forget some, but of, of course. Uh, we're Mr. not going to get into the whole name everybody and if you leave somebody out we're going to feel bad yeah, we, there's okay. there's no feeling bad in this show okay. um, <laughs> well Mr. T-Bone I didn't know and I was I saw that set that was fantastic yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and Mr. he came T-Bone. from Italy he's Italian yeah I didn't know that yeah he came from Italy for and I remember he got like problems with his flight during the festival his return flight so we were downstairs in the green room trying like to fix him another flight and like it was like but yeah Mr. T-Bone was uh, an artist I didn't know about a mm-hmm. um, couple years more recently there was uh, Roy Panton and Yvonne Harrison mm-hmm. Roy Panton yeah Roy and Yvonne yeah. it was Yvonne's birthday yesterday or today happy too. birthday Yvonne they're amazing they're amazing and they were backed up by the prize fighters but I didn't know Roy and Yvonne yeah, it's yeah. Uh, Chuck from Jump Up Records in Chicago that mentioned it uh, same thing for Rudy Mills mm-hmm. you know I didn't know Rudy, Rudy Mills is headlining this year. That's it. Rudy Mills is going to be playing October 19th, my birthday, yeah. at uh, at Cafe Campus uh, on Saturday night. I yeah. can't wait for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, that's, again, this is Ch- Chuck from Jump Up Records. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you should consider this and that. And uh, this is about also, you know, community. You yeah. know, we never met face-to-face, Chuck and Chicago and me. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been in touch, you know, social media and all that. And he's been like, giving me tips and helping me he's a promoter down there too so you know we share this information because we're not competing we're a big scene trying to like build the same thing you know mm-hmm. he's doing he did the uh a movie showing too like this week oh, in really? detroit and a couple of weeks ago in chicago he's also the one that put me in touch with uh, taylor that that did the movie oh, cool. so you know it's all we're talking about dane earlier he we exchange bands all the time yeah. like he booked my bands over there a couple of years when i was coming on tour and he asked for me to get other bands or he asks tips and so it's a whole yeah. scene that we you know the lesson you be learned here is so blatantly obvious it's that music community or scene or people that are really making the stuff happen you know you got to be nice to everybody because you know anytime you burn bridges or you know i'm not it's a fine line I, you know don't let yourself get pushed around either but i mean the the idea is that everybody wants the same thing they want a good time J- jango's annoyed because i have his toy right now yeah no. he keeps really squeaking <laughs> <He's not happy. laughs> but yeah like you got to be nice to people and be friendly because you never know what the future uh and you might really want to do something with that person that you're upset with on one day but maybe five years in the future you really want to do something with them you know? but you know what that's exactly what I've been telling bands to you never mm-hmm. know who's in the audience right. like if, if you're pissed off because there's not enough people but there might be this promoter back there that's mm-hmm. going to book you for 11 years in a row so if you're like giving shit to the crowd because there's not enough people which obviously they're who here who does that that, oh, that always seen freaks it. me out I've seen who gets happen. mad at the people that made it to yeah, your exactly. show for the people that didn't make it to exactly. your show. Yeah, I've seen that before. It really blows my mind. Or, you know, if you get completely drunk and wasted and you don't care and you're like off and your band is like, you know, you're so mm-hmm. that's no. If you go out there, give give the best. You were talking about like corn feel like uh, festivals yeah. with 30 people. Well, you don't know who these 30 people are. Absolutely. So that's how, what I've always give, been telling bands like you don't know. So mm-hmm. even when you tour Small Town Canada, because you talk about <laughs> Small Town, there's a lot there too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You don't know who's there. So mm-hmm. I, give well. 
that that's goes, a great piece of advice for all musicians not even just musicians to anybody yeah. you don't know who you're dealing with you don't know what that yeah. person's been going through and you know talking about the kids we help mental mm -hmm. health all that so just give the best of yourself and just be you know we're lucky this is not a war zone we're you know there's electricity we're being fed so yeah. we should be more thankful for you know being with other humans so don't be a jerk you know absolutely <laughs> looking back at the past 10 man 10 years of scoffest went by this is the 11th coming up but looking back on the past 10 three magic moments go scatolites ah uh, scatolites you know it's funny I, I walked up on stage while they were playing and sat right behind their drummer like right behind him, you couldn't see me. And I was just watching his kick drum pedal, almost yeah. the whole show. I was high as balls. And, <laughs> and I was just watching him kick away on that kick drum. That's what I remember from that show. Amazing. Yeah. I... yeah. Number oh, to, two. Number two. Um, it doesn't have to be so necessarily many... a band, but a moment, something. Oh, wow. Eh? There's so many. It's hard. Right? And it's also hard because it goes by so fast. Sometimes mm -hmm. I rewatch or re-listen, I'm like, I did I missed this complete I missed the whole set I missed the whole night oh the night's over yeah so I'd I'd have to say Westbound Train because they're also one Fantastic. of the reasons I started the festival because they wouldn't come here nobody <laughs> was booking them here I went down to Boston and New York to see them like come play Montreal like nobody books us there I'm like yeah. well you know what I'll put on a festival I'll book you they were they were great I saw that show they, they were fantastic actually I think I played that show but I you probably did. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think I did. But they're fantastic. And, yeah. You know? Okay. They're a band that changed my life. So yeah. that's... I wonder uh, what they're up to these days. They're still playing. Not mm -hmm. that often. But, okay. you know, a lot of members of West Montreal are in Void Union. Right. Which came last year to the festival. Yeah, so yeah. they're also wonderful. It's mm -hmm. a different oh, thing. Sure. But Boston has a great ska scene. It has a yeah. great music scene because there's a lot of music mm -hmm. schools. There's Berkeley and all that. So uh, the horn players in Boston are amazing. You know how many ska bands that come from it's Boston? Crazy. It's There's certain cities, there's yeah. certain cities that just pump out the bands, the they, good bands. Yeah. yeah. So Westbound Train really changed my life musically yeah. and it's like Man, it makes me want to go out and put put them on and listen to them again. I haven't heard them in a couple of years. Oh, well, you can do that when <laughs> I, I think leave I'll do that tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're wonderful, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um you know what? I'd say another moment, and it's not one band in particular, but seeing uh, the local Montreal band open at Club Soda for right, Big right. Axe, that was like giving me goosebumps. Yeah. Like I get goosebumps watching bands all the time, but this is like, I remember spending a couple minutes or a couple songs in front being like, this is why I do that. Mm -hmm. I want to like give a platform for smaller bands to get get this big stage or to get known a little yeah, bit yeah. or connect you know it's about connection it's community a, it is about you know? connections and community and that's one of the reasons why here in montreal it works i mean you know there have been a lot of ska bands that have came went that stuck around they're mm -hmm. still doing it with new ones arriving and uh you know got to be able to connect and that's one of the beauties uh, i think of the montreal ska fest is that it allowed me anyway, I can only speak for myself, but to connect with all these beautiful people from all over, you know, whether it's a bands that I play with while I'm on the road that are back in town so yeah. we get to hang out, or it's my brothers in uh, Danny Rebel and the KGB from down the road and we get to just, you know, hang out as well. Uh, it, it's been fantastic. And I, it, it's funny, you know, like I totally get how, like giving younger local bands uh, great opportunities to play and stuff. I, I know at one point some bands uh, in and other festivals I had to talk uh, about this and it has nothing to do with Montreal at all. But um, they're saying, why aren't some of the locals headlining or how do they fit into the scheme? How do, It's so hard to be able to balance that and come up with a lineup that 
you know, everybody's happy with, but you manage to all the time because that that's hard. I mean, I, I, I know in the, who I'm referring to uh, was saying this, like, oh, we always get the out-of-town bands come and headline, then the locals open, but the locals are also touring bands and this kind of thing, and how do we set it up? And, you know, it becomes this big issue. But honestly, one thing I love about Scottfest is the first band's on, everybody's there. Yeah. You know, so order of lineup does not really matter that much here and because it's just a great time from A to Z. Well, thank you for saying yeah. that. But I, I, I truly believe that. I'm mm-hmm. amazed every year by the crowd that comes early. And like, but we put only really good bands oh, on. So it. people know that, you know, don't miss the first band because mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, it sucks. They're just, you know, well, you know. <laughs> so um, are we dying? Yeah. But luckily, what I did was I put on backup because I had a feeling that battery was cool. It's still on. <laughs> Just, I, I can edit that little chunk. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, lo- local bands, big bands. I think everybody deserves a chance, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you never played, well, you're probably not going to headline, you know, if yeah. you never played. But I think, uh, yeah, everybody deserves a chance. But you're, if you're playing the festival, it means we should check you out, you know? Yeah. So. I think, and you know, people getting older, people don't hate playing first or second either because they can keep have know. a couple of drinks and not packing their stuff at but, two but in the morning. But that's what I'm saying. You know? Like it, it, at Montreal Scoffest, that that whole issue doesn't seem to to play. Like say you, you go right from the start, everybody's hanging out, everybody wants to see everybody. You know what I mean? And I mean, like even I find it's an opportunity for not necessarily just musicians, but like uh, you know, people want. It's a good reason for everybody to get together finally. Yeah, you, you know it's what a mean? party. Just, yeah, for, for yeah. sure. You know, and it's fantastic for that. Now this year, wait, did we? Okay, did we oh. name the third? Uh, well, that was the third. It was that, the that was the local. The, I, not one in particular, but obviously mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch. But yeah. having the Montreal bands play club soda like open or direct, like you know, it's just. What was the the like? Did you ever have during one of the festivals? But while the sh- the day of the show, something happened and there was oh, a yeah. problem. What, oh, what's yeah. the worst problem that you've run into? A uh, family member dying, so the singer of the whole band not being there. That'll do it. Yeah, That'll the day it. of, you know. Yeah. Or a uh, health problem in a musician and the band canceling the day of. Mm-hmm. Like, so cancellations, uh, last minute cancellations. Have been... Well, last year I got two bands that canceled oh, for really? health yeah. reasons. And, it, you know, serious stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, like, I was just hoping they're good. But, you know, show must go on and it's yeah. the day of. So... What do you do, you know? Yeah, yeah so for that, sure. That's a that's something that you can't control too, you mm-hmm. know? So like you know, so that was a it's a big one. But there's also this you were saying what's the jerks are the hardest. And I, I'm happy <laughs> but, I kinda skipped but, that question. Well, well exactly because my, my point wasn't really to na- name anybody, but more like you know, what type of behavior has been difficult to deal with? Or that yeah, is more I can where I'm that. going with that. Because you know I mean? um there's a lot of phony agents. Uh, like especially for uh, long-time Jamaican artists, I okay. get I get these emails of hey I'm representing that person and talking to that person after or whatever and not just one musician never heard of that person and I was about to transfer money kind mm-hmm. of thing you know give a deposit on like because contracts were signed and and really? that agent was not even an agent for the They're artist just trying to reach in and grab some cash and there's a lot of that going on like wow. I don't know That's everybody some shit here. but a couple couple yeah. Jamaican artists it happened to me yeah. you know well not just in Jamaica either I know in Europe uh, sometimes they have problems like that as well but um yeah, that, that that's just straight up gangster shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's who, who would have thought, right? Here you are, yeah. you know, innocent young kid at this time, you know, starting out, and you know, like, we're making your this? first, you know, Scott Festival. You want to have some friends? You want to put this show on? Good vibes for everybody. Getting these emails, trying to deal with all your shit, and then you know, somebody trying to extort cash from you. That's crazy. And off somebody's back, you know, that's yeah. more what it is. It's like you know, yeah, I'll lose money, but like, how how much money did that person make off of? Somebody else's back. That's crazy. That person might not even know. I'd never know. heard of that happening before. I didn't know. Oh, I was it, not aware it of that. Happens a lot. Really? Like for me, it was like three or four times. No. And you know, we're talking in eleven years, so it's not like That's not every crazy. year, but you know. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So got, <laughs> I, I got, never would have even thought of that. Yeah. I never thought of that before. Yeah, right? it <laughs> <laughs> what What other types of like crisis moments do you get like running a festival? Oh, uh, I, mm, I like it because uh, I know as, as sometimes at, at shows and stuff, it's, sometimes it's a technical difference. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. let's say like an amp breaks, right? You know, yeah, yeah. or uh, the some some part of the gear breaks, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's what you do, you know. And I tell the bands, don't bring your stuff, you know, because we're ska bands are like what six, seven, eight, <laughs> ten people, so right? Right. Times four, that's a lot of people on the green room. So yeah. don't bring all your amps, you know. But and don't touch my beer. Yeah, <laughs> his name's on it. So. That's it. <laughs> well, yeah. So that's that's that could be a problem, and mm -hmm. I'm not good with gear and stuff. Like I've yeah. became better with the years, but it's something's like okay, what do you do? But fortunate enough to have a group of musicians helping me because I'm not. Yeah, you're talking sure. about me, but I'm not by myself. You know, mm -hmm. I have a lot of people helping the day of and like supporting me for stuff like that. Right there, that, that's another lesson. You just mentioned it right there. And when putting together a festival, it's to uh, have a team to be able to delegate and do it. One person can't do it at all. What, what's the biggest piece of advice you'd give somebody that might be thinking about starting a festival? Well, you know what? That's one of the biggest challenges too. You talk mm -hmm. about challenges. This is one of the biggest challenges because people want to volunteer right. because people want to go for free to a show. Okay. So whatever work to do before that, mm -hmm. it's really hard to recruit people and you recruit them and you train them, you teach them how to do these things, let's say paperwork or whatever. Mm -hmm. But after a year or two, they move on to something else, which is fine because yeah. they're volunteering. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then you ended up like putting all this time into training somebody mm -hmm. that in the end you would have done it yourself these two years you would have had more time to yourself and you had to redo it again so hard to keep people yeah. and people are all doing it voluntarily you said yeah. diy it is diy Absolutely. you know so do it yourself people do what they can and mm -hmm. give what they can so it's hard to have people to really commit when it's volunteer work which is a little yeah. tricky because if you say i'll do it even if you're not paid you should do it but mm -hmm. that's sure. another story so that's a big big challenge to have a team and keep it going so we're really just a handful of people but those people are really helping me out you know yeah, i mentioned right. my boyfriend a little earlier but phil kewet is like my technical guy <laughs> hi phil hey phil bass player in uh, danny rebel in the kgb yeah so he's helping me like a great deal with and last year my daughter was like five weeks old right, so right. i needed and you still put on the festival well, i was booked and <laughs> set up you know before i got pregnant so it was... that's it you gotta so, time that shit <laughs> yeah so you're talking about what advice to get people plan mm -hmm. ahead because yeah. i already booked my dates for next year i already got and this is brought to you by plan Parenthood, <laughs> <laughs> or not, <laughs> or not. <laughs> I love it, Val. Listen, tell me what you got going on and what's up, and tell me what's up here. What do we have going on this year? Yeah, we mentioned the movie. The movie's a big, uh, a new thing because we uh -huh. never. Well, we yeah, we did. We did. I'll, I'll put this in, in the uh, video after. Yeah, the we did movie before at House of Reggae. Man, that's been a long time too. Wow, eh? yeah, so, that's right. 
Yeah, so movie is gonna be good because I can't wait to see it. And yeah. I think there's a lot people know about Ska and Ska is dead and all that. Okay, so what really happened from the people who mm -hmm. lived it? So that's gonna be cool. Then on the Friday, we have you guys playing. Yeah, yeah. It's your pre-birthday party. <laughs> right? Hey, it's, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's going to be my birthday weekend. <laughs> yeah. well, it, it always kind of is yeah, right. close to it. Exactly. And uh, we have two Stone to Skank that are absolutely mm -hmm. fantastic that are kind of like undusting their stuff to play again. But they've been playing, a, they played two years ago for Scuffets and they played a yep. couple shows since then. Cool. And they play again this year. I'm, so. I'm happy that they're they're in as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, you know, I'm, I'm sure you guys are going to have a lot of yeah. fun. They're a big fan of you guys. For and sure. They, like, they came out and partied with us at our last show, actually. Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, and we have um, Todd Henbrook from Deals Gone mm -hmm. Bad. Deals Gone Bad is a band from Chicago, very yep. like soul band. And he's coming to play solo acoustic for the first time ever. And I'm looking forward to it. Uh, actually, I got to message him. Okay. Uh, I got to say hi because uh, on the following day, because we're, we're playing both nights, okay? On the yeah. following day, I had to think about this, but we're we're headlining the Friday night and then because we're lazy bastards, we're going to leave all our gear there and open up the next night. That way, nothing has to move or oh, anything. that's fine. Right? Yeah. And it being my birthday, I'm pretty much going to be probably super hungover and super drunk and I'm a lazy bastard to begin with. So uh, I think I'm just going to get other people to sing. And I've uh, started calling a bunch of people to come sing uh, the Scamones, the Scott tribute to the Ramones, because it's my birthday, so why should I sing, right? Right. <laughs> you, you, know? you should have a show. Yeah, yeah. Party. Hell, I think I need a lazy boy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, right. Challenges. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Okay. Take notes here. But uh, I, I got to message him, because if he's around on Saturday, uh, he'd probably want to sing one as well. He's going to be gone by then. He's gone. Yeah, he's boom, out of there. Off. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, next time, Todd. Yeah, he's got another <laughs> show, I think. Because he's doing us a favor, coming for well, just absolutely. this show. Absolutely. And Absolutely. when I was talking to him, he was like, I don't know if I, you know, do we want to do something like that? Mm -hmm. Like, and we like, and he ended up like, I really want to do something like that. Yeah. So let's do it. So he's yeah. a great singer. It'll be a lot of fun. So, and before the, before uh, Tom, we, we have... have the slums that played a couple years ago too. That's right. So coming back and opening the, the big Friday night. So I like it. Start be... off with the rockers. <laughs> it's going to be a pretty rocking day. Like, yep. That night is Absolutely. like, uh, you know, if you, you want to be in front, don't be too <laughs> fragile because it's going to dance and push. And, yeah, uh, man. No, it's going to be a blast. It really yeah. good. Okay. And one thing that's really cool about the Scoffest is you have organized after parties. Yes. And that's, that's really, really popular. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Popular amongst the musicians mm -hmm. because everybody wants to take a break, go for a beer and hang out. And yeah. we mentioned earlier that Ye Old Orchard is for headquarters yeah, pretty it's much. it's a hop, skip and a jump down the street on, on Prince Arthur. Yeah, so people love that and it's a special vibe. I think people mm -hmm. have a couple drinks already in them and then there's like cool bands playing. Sometimes the horn section Who's is standing. Who's playing on the Friday night? The, the Friday night is Sound One. Sound One from Toronto. Fantastic instrumental ska, just absolutely amazing, incredible musicians and beautiful people. Um, I've heard them multiple times, and I'm always excited to hear them again. So I can start my birthday party with them. Yeah, All and right. I think they've been playing the after parties for, oh, I don't know how many years, but people love them at absolutely. after parties, mm -hmm. and they're a party band, you know. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about horn sections yeah. standing on the counter and stuff. This is this root is... style uh, ska, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, they're absolutely fantastic. And then on the Saturday night, what do we have going on? A Saturday night, we mentioned Rudy Mills a little earlier. Yep. Rudy Mills is a legendary Jamaican musician Absolutely. that got a record out this year, well, a single out this year called Lonely, but mm -hmm. hadn't played 
I played it while I took a shower today. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Good, eh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And he sings like it was the 60s still. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't got anything out or done musically since the 60s. Wow. So he took a long break. He was headlining the London Ska Festival in UK okay. this year. And we're going to have him. We're going to have him this year. And I can probably give you another little exclusive thing yeah. because we're going to have Keith and Tex come and sing with him. Really? Because they sang with him in 68 and they okay. haven't done it since. Does so they're he gonna know come. this? Yeah, they're okay. friends. I, I was like, is so this going to like... They're, I... No, they're flying in for uh, playing, Fantastic. singing with him. yeah. So I was actually looking at booking them for my next year's headliners and they're coming this year. So next year I had supper with my, uh, my dad the other day. Yeah. And, uh, he, he spends six to seven months a year playing down in Jamaica now. Right. And he told me to ask you, he said he really wants to play a short set next year. Oh, wow. Yeah. What and, a treat. Uh, he told me to straight up ask you. And I said, I will, because he never asks me for anything. He goes, you know what? It's time for the old men to come play some ska as well. Wow. So next year. Well, let's uh, make I, it I, happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If it comes down to it, I'll pay for them to come. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I absolutely, uh, I, I got to throw that in there. And uh, he's been playing and touring around with Crystal Axe from Jamaica, who's just doing amazing stuff as well. They just uh, toured Canada. So they're basically doing Jamaica half the year, Canada half the year together wow. and stuff too. So yeah, we'll talk about that. And then we have the Rub-A-Dub Rebels as well playing. Yeah, which is, they. some people might have seen them last year. They mm-hmm. played the After Party, which was one of the most popular events. Yeah, people crazy. like, wow, they're so good. And yeah. they are so good because it's a collective of Montreal musicians. And yep. it's like a lot of like good people getting together to Rudy Mills up. They're his okay. backing band. Nice. And they're going to play a set of their own because we love them so yeah, much. Yeah, well, absolutely. It would be a shame if they were just the backing so band. So it's yeah. going to be really... Because his stuff is very technical. Okay. Uh, the rhythm and all that's very hard, like mm-hmm. the guitar. And so they're going to be on point and it's going to be such a... It's going to be a treat Fantastic. for people. So I'm really looking forward to that too. Mm-hmm. As, as we said earlier, the, the Friday is a little more rock. Yeah. This is more... A little more reggae, a little more like yeah. rock steady. Nice. And I see we have the cardboard crowns as well. Yeah, I've been wanting to have them for a couple <coughs> years. They're from mm-hmm. Toronto. Yeah, yeah. And I they're know them on Stump well. Records too. Mm-hmm. So I've seen them play, but I've never met the guys and never had them. So yeah, be prepared to see a bunch of cardboard crowns everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's fun to have new bands play yeah. the festival. You know, it's fun we to have. We need some of that, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, there's a couple bands that played, but there's a couple bands that never played too. So it's going to yeah. be interesting. And the night is being opened like you said by the scumones mm-hmm. so we, yeah, yeah it's gonna be a real treat too you know no, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be I, i can let out the bag that there's gonna be a whole bunch of uh, singers that you know gonna jump on and uh, sing a song because i plan to be a lazy bastard because it's my birthday i'm allowed god damn it yeah and i gotta find <laughs> you a lazy boy okay. that's right exactly you know but no it's just a great opportunity just to you know have some friends hang out yeah. you know more than anything and everybody there. loves that and that's also yeah. what Scoffest is about is mm-hmm. about having a special show that it's not your regular show right. you're not going to see that every time you exactly. see exactly you know so it's, we've only done that once before and I think it's been 10 years ago now <laughs> so there we go already 10 years I know right that record that you guys got out was uh, no no not, not the album but I mean like where I do this yeah, yeah, and with, have all, all different singers we did it once at Hemisphere Ghost I think yeah, yeah like, I remember uh, that you were there yeah for sure man 
I hope it was good because I barely remember a thing except for Alex Jaguar, singer of the Beatdown, falling off stage in the middle of the uh, of the uh, song, and the monitors. It was a high stage oh, atmosphere, right. and the monitors falling on top of him, but he never missed a note, and he kept singing. Alex, yeah, man. <laughs> I didn't know it was Alex, but I remember somebody yeah. falling over. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow. And eh? then uh, who else is we have for the uh, for the after party? Well, the Thursday night we have an after party with music at uh, the pub after the movie, which is the Skatten Club. Mm-hmm. They're like. A mini orchestra, and they're you know they're very good. Yeah, a little yeah. more world music, a little more reggae. Cool. Yeah, they're yeah. very good. Yeah. And I've heard them before as well. They really like you. Them. Probably played with them at Scoffest yeah, too. Yeah. And the Saturday night we have the Sentries mm-hmm, from, from Ottawa, Ottawa. Yes. which are wonderful. They're one of Absolutely. my favorite band right now. Yeah. They're and they're great. They're people. great. They're great people. They're yeah. great musicians. And you know when we were saying putting your heart out there, well yeah, I yeah. think that's what they do, and they're very. You can't. You, you cannot not be moved by watching yeah. them they're like they're wow you know but all the bands are very like I'm telling you I'm just a fan so I just want to <laughs> see these bands that's why I'm putting this do you know together. what else I really like that you incorporate into your festival is the hangover breakfast the yeah. Sunday morning hangover breakfast tradition at Ye Old Orchard who's playing it this year? Well, we have a treat again. It's Lorraine Ooh. Muller with nice. a couple guests, friends. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to say who is yeah, going to no, play. No. I know a little bit, but yeah. I don't even know that so much. So Lolo's going to be playing for us for yeah. our hangover. That, that's where me and my lady, we, uh, we we go there and we start the you know the day with Caesars and, uh, yes. and breakfast. Yeah. And scrambled eggs and bacon yeah. or mm-hmm. sausage. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. It's going to be great. Val Denoyer, thank you so much for coming to sit down and hang out. I came and don't know shit. Well, thanks for and having I me. I actually learned a few things from you today, and yeah. I can't wait for October 17th, 18th, 19th, and 20th, uh, the Montreal Ska Festival. It's on. Check it out. I'll post this clearly so anybody can see it that wants to see it, and we'll see you there. And Val, can't wait to party with you. Me Further, too. Girl. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Oh, came and don't know shit.